Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Harvin, senior editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And by now, you probably are looking at your cell phone, maybe the screen in your car, and you're saying, what the heck's going on? What day is it? This isn't, th- this is, is it Thursday? It's not Friday. Why are we hearing Jeff's voice? Well, sometimes we have special Let's Ride podcasts, and it's great. It's a reason to celebrate, whether it's the NFL draft, whether it's a big game, Whatever the case may be, but then there's times where I have to kind of fill in for someone, and it's for some not-so-good reasons. And so Dave Schofield, my thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family. He's going through a death in the family right now. Found out about it on Wednesday, and so I said, look, you've got a lot of stuff to deal with. Let me take care of the show, and you just go take care of your family. It's where you need to be. And he said, I really appreciate it. Thanks a lot. So Dave's going to have the day off. He'll be back hopefully next Thursday. If not, maybe you'll see, hear me again. I don't know. And so as I was thinking about, you know, you, I really wasn't planned for this. No, no one's planned for something like that. And I was thinking about, okay, what if I tried to like emulate the stat geek? You know, like what if I was sitting there and I was like, you know what, Jeff, let's do some diving. Let's dive headfirst into some statistics. And then I realized that, number one, I hate math. I've always hated math ever, ever since, like, middle school. B, I, I'm not good at math. Uh, it's just something that if you give me, like, the written word, the speaking, music, art, I'm fine. Sports, obviously. But you give me numbers, and it's just like I feel like Will Ferrell in the movie The House. If you've ever seen that movie before, it's where Will Ferrell uh, is – he and Amy Poehler are married. They have one daughter. She's getting ready to go to college. They're broke. They don't know it. They go to their financial advisor, and he, Will Ferrell, says to the financial advisor, look, I don't understand how you, how do you not know we don't have money? Look right here. It says we have $401,000, and they said, no, that's your 401k. Like, that's kind of me in some, I'm not that dumb. Don't think, don't take it that far, but I'm just not good with numbers. I'm good with the superficial stuff. You'll hear me talk about rankings, basic averages, things like that. Dave is in a different level. He, when it comes to mathematics, he is at a different level. And I just figured I can't even try to emulate what he does on a regular basis. So instead of getting stat geek in numbers, and I'm sure there's some of you out there that are nerds of steel that don't like Let's Ride, my apologies. Like, I really do apologize, but we're just trying to make sure that we keep the content flowing, that the Steelers fans out there get something to digest. And so I'm actually going to have a guest in the second half. Brian Anthony Davis is going to join me to talk about all things Steelers. And in the, for the rest of this first part of the show, the first segment, if you want to call it, I, I decided to go in a route which is about the NFL draft. This is kind of the week where the NFL draft ramp up really starts to get going. This is when the Shrine Bowl, the East-West Shrine Bowl game is happening. It's going to be this weekend. The Senior Bowl is coming up. This is when, you know, you have the coaches. We already know that Matt Canada, Mike Sullivan, the quarterback's coach, uh, clearly Mike Tomlin, Kevin Colbert, all the brass is down at Mobile for the Senior Bowl, and they're meeting with a ton of NFL prospects and fans of the draft. And not everyone is a fan of the draft. Not everyone is a fan, let me say this, a fan of the lead up to the draft. I was not one of those guys 
probably even a year ago. But last season, if you listen to the podcast, last season, because I'd had so many people on Twitter, so many of my listeners say, Jeff, what do you think about this guy? Jeff, what do you think about that guy? I was like, you know what? Okay, if you can't beat him, join him. And I started to pay attention to some of this pre-draft talk. Not just mock drafts. I was looking at rankings. I started to do some prospect breakdowns for BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. And so I started to get to know these prospects, and I actually started to enjoy it. It was a part of the process I had never really experienced before. I will always, for the rest of my days, stand by the fact that I will not talk about the NFL draft. I will not talk about prospects. I will not talk about any of that stuff as long as the Pittsburgh Steelers are still playing. But once their season ends, that's when I start to kind of look ahead, start to get to know some of these players. I can't follow college football. I don't have time for that. You know, I got five kids, two jobs, running this site takes a lot of time. And so I don't have time on Saturdays to watch college football. That's typically a day that I'm spent with family. But nonetheless, I'm going to start doing those prospect breakdowns again. And so this is kind of really, for me, an opportunity to really get a feel for what's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's really a time to kind of like, okay, who are they talking to? Who are they meeting with? And in the Senior Bowl, a lot of times, you know, these these beat writers that are down there, they have to rely on the player in an interview session saying, yes, I did or no, I did not meet with Mike Tomlin, meet with Kevin Colbert, meet with Matt Canada, meet with the Pittsburgh Steelers in general. Um, and so it's not like they provide a list that's, oh, here's the players the Steelers met with today, and it circulates its way throughout all the outlets, and everyone has the same news. This is a little bit different. And this is not just this way for the Senior Bowl. It's also for the Shrine Bowl. It's also for the NFL Scouting Combine, for Pro Days, when those Pro Days kick up. And the fact that the Combine is going to be back is really exciting because that's where we, got, we used to get a lot of news about the things that people were hearing and seeing and who they were talking to. But the one thing I've learned, you know, I've done this. I get, You call it a job. I get paid to do it, but um, I do get paid. Um, one thing I've learned since doing this job and taking over the Behind the Steel Curtain page is that I've kind of rubbed shoulders with a lot of beat writers and I've been yelled at by a lot of beat writers you know for you're stealing our content uh I put that on Twitter but that's not for public usable do you put it on Twitter like you're putting it out there to the public don't get mad at me when I take what you put out there and write an article about it that's neither here nor there the one thing they all said and I I do find this to be a hundred percent true now is that at all these events, whether it's the the Senior Bowl, the East-West Shrine Bowl, the, the especially the Scouting Combine, they all said the same thing, Jeff. They talk to everyone. Like, everyone. I mean, unless there's like a couple positions they're not really targeting, they just roll through these prospects, and it's these real quick-hitting interviews. And if they really, really like them, then the pro day is when you'll really start to see the interest. If they, and I don't know if they do this anymore. See, things are just starting to get back to normal with this process when you think about it. Uh, the last few years, there were no real official, the Columbine was canceled uh, since 20, well, 2020. It got canceled. Uh, and so you didn't have all this stuff, but they're having it again this year. And so it's one of those situations where we'll see if, if they go to a pro day, can they take a player out to dinner? That's normally a very good sign that the Steelers are very interested in that particular prospect. And so you think about 
TJ Watt, they took him out to dinner. I'll never forget writing that article. Um, they've taken other players that they've taken in the first round out to dinner. I remember they took the Edmonds brothers out to dinner when they went to Virginia Tech. Now they end up drafting Terrell, which I remember looking up where his he was slotted to be drafted, and it was like the second or third round. Never thought he'd be the first round pick, yet we all know what happened. So I want to go over the list of some of the players that the Steelers have met with so far. Keep in mind what I just said. They meet with a lot of players, and not all of these players are able to say, oh yeah, I met with Mike Tomlin, I met with the Steelers, I met with Kevin Colbert. So this is just kind of who has been known. They are making their rounds with the quarterbacks, and that's, for a lot of people, a good thing. For a lot of people, that's a bad thing. There's people that are really down on this quarterback class, and so the thought of the Steelers going after some of these quarterbacks might make people very hesitant. I get it. You read some of the reports coming from the folks that are in Mobile. It's just not that pretty. There's missed passes, very inaccurate. But so far, from what's been reported, Carson Strong, the quarterback out of Nevada, Malik Willis, the quarterback out of Liberty, Kenny Pickett, we all know Kenny Pickett, the small hands, carny hands, I'm joking. If you listen to my Let's Ride podcast on Wednesday, you get that joke. Uh, he's a quarterback out of Pitt, and then even Sam Howell, the quarterback out of UNC. Michael Beck, our deputy editor who does the live mic every Tuesday, he has been very staunch in saying that the Steelers love Howell. They've been to UNC a bunch. They get they went to his games. They went to practices. They've talked to the coaches. I'm not sure if that's going to translate. I'm not sure if they've done that for all these players, and it's just that Colbert was on film or they got a photo of him there. I don't know, but they are definitely doing their diligence with the quarterback's in Mobile, but also some other names to, to th- think about, and also you have to think about positionally. So you know quarterback, they're looking at a lot of quarterbacks, but also cornerback, it's another, I think it's pretty high on the team need list, Darian Kendrick, I hope I pronounced these things, these names correctly, it's like, again, it's the first time I've said a lot of these, cornerback out of Georgia, Roger McCreary, cornerback out of Auburn, they've met with him, uh, here's one, you want to talk about a legacy player, Connor Hayward. That's Cam Hayward's little brother who's a fullback out of Michigan State. The Steelers met with him. DeMarco Jackson is a linebacker out of Appalachian State. They met with him. Now, there are some other names being tossed around uh, throughout that whole area and things of that nature. But when you look at uh, some other names to uh, is offensive lineman Zion Johnson, wide receiver Romeo Dobbs, Uh, wide receiver Christian Watson, just a few more names that the Steelers have been rumored to be, have met with. And so again, what do I take out of these interviews that you're going to see? You see it up behind the steel curtain. We have a tracker going so you can keep tabs of who they've met with at different locations. Take everything with a grain of salt because just because they met with a player doesn't mean that that they're in love with that player. They're probably just trying to get to know the player. Also, Don't be afraid to look more generally at positional needs. If they're looking at a lot of cornerbacks, if they're looking at a lot of linebackers, that very well could be the arrow that's pointing in that direction for the Steelers throughout the draft. But don't think that just because they've interviewed a ton of quarterbacks means that's where they're going to go at pick 20. That just might mean they want to see, they want to get to know every single quarterback as well as they can because this could be the draft they take one, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be at pick 120, round one, pick 20. So take all this with a grain of salt. Nonetheless, there's some important stuff. I'm kind of getting excited, to be completely honest, not so much because of the quarterbacks and all that, but just because I, I did enjoy myself last 
last year. I have to be honest. I did enjoy looking at these prospects. It made the draft more enjoyable. I knew who these players were. So when they went off the board, and I probably knew like round one and round two guys the most. Round three and on, I'm not I'm not that kind of draft geek. Okay. I'm like the the noob of draft geek. Very green in terms of being a draft nerd. And so for me, I was looking at it. Man, it was great to know some of these players, and it made it a lot more fun and interesting, and I kind of was able to put some input into it. We're going to do it again, folks. Maybe we'll ratchet it up a little bit, but those prospect reports are going to be coming now that the Senior Bowl and things like that are underway. Everything's getting underway, and, and you can see that cycle with the NFL just continuing, just continuing. It never stops. The NFL, why is it great? Because it never stops. It just keeps on bleeding into the next event. The, the Super Bowl hasn't even happened in... 30 of the 32 NFL franchises are already in prep for the NFL draft. And then they get ready for free agency and the new league year. And then you have OTAs and then you have the draft. I mean, it's crazy. They, they know what they're doing for sure. They know what they're doing. I'm getting excited and hopefully you are too. So before we go to a break, I want to remind everyone that behind the steel should be your one-stop shop for all things, Pittsburgh Steelers. And on top of that, wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or behind the steel curtain, subscribe, follow whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When I come back, I will have bad Brian Anthony Davis on to talk about all things black and gold. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of this very special Let's Ride. And I'm bringing in, hey, you got to tap the right arm. Manager comes out. We need the righty. Brian Anthony Davis is joining me. What's up, Bad? How's it going? Hey, it is great to be here, Jeff. You know, it's, uh, you know, you tap the right arm. And I, I guess, am I a middle reliever? Or I hope I you're right-handed is what I first think. Is I, like, I, I am okay. right-handed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you, go. yeah you would think I'm a lefty with my eccentricities but my sister got that end of it <laughs> all right hey i have a question for you um have you ever measured your hands before <laughs> <laughs> I'm you not, know, don't take that the wrong way i'm talking about um, for a quarterback standards have you ever measured your hands before <laughs> no i i really haven't and i had a great joke but i didn't <laughs> and i was gonna send this on the slack channel yesterday when we were talking about this um, but I had a great joke, but I'm like, okay, I, I gotta be serious here. So unless you give me carte blanche, I'm, I'm going to stay clean on this whole one, but, um, no, I, I have it. Um, I never really paid attention to it. My sandwich grabbers do just fine with whatever I need. Do you think that's a big deal for the quarterbacks? Cause we hear about it every year. It seems like there's always one quarterback that has been deemed to have small hands and everyone's like, that's a red flag. That's a red flag. That's a red flag. It, in your opinion, and you're not a scout, neither am I, but in your opinion, is that a big deal? Not, not at all. It's almost, you, you know, it used to be, remember one of the reasons that Drew Brees fell to the second round and not a lot of people realize this, but the Chargers ended up with Ladanian Tomlinson in the first round and Drew Brees in the second round. Because he was pretty much the the one quarterback that everybody was talking about after Michael Vick. 
but he was the guy that slipped because he was just a small guy. Yeah. But, but we've seen other guys uh, make it work. And now he's one of the greatest of all time. Now this hand thing came out and my gosh, everybody was talking about it with Joe Burrow when he was drafted. And I was like, if the guy could sling a football and what he did, Hey, those were the same hands that threw the football at LSU in an epic record way. So why is it any different? I, I I think it's just one of those things that the, uh, the media likes to put together because you've, you've got to put, gosh, you, you've got to put disclaimers on people. And, and a lot of the time, they want to try to discount some of these guys and push them a little further down. And, and you've got to have negatives. And if this is the con on a guy, a uh, we're talking about a small hands, but he's thrown a lot of footballs and a lot of completions. Why does it matter? No, you're right. And you bring up Breeze. Drew Breeze didn't have the height. He actually did have really big hands. I actually looked up the top 50 quarterbacks in recent history in terms of hand size. His were one of the largest. It was incredible. He had over 10, 10.2 inches. I think it's insane for his size. They can't, I guess that's why it was successful because you know, the hand sizes, I always think, you know, you laugh because I'm sure you have an inappropriate joke. And I said this on let's ride on Wednesday. When I think of hands, I think of tiny hands, which reminds me of Austin powers when he says how he can't stand carnies because they smell <laughs> like cabbage and they have tiny hands. That's what I think of. And so immediately when Joe Burrow was drafted by the Bengals, I was like, Oh, they got the carny guy in his tiny hands. And now he's playing in the stupid Super Bowl, And I feel like an idiot. Anyways, that's a, that's a discussion for another time. So the senior bowl is going on. Everyone's talking about it. I just talked about it in the first segment. When you see the Steelers are reporting or, or it's being reported that they are speaking with X player at X position, doesn't matter. What do you draw from that? Because you are a bigger draft Nick than I am. You are a guy that's openly said you will watch all the draft. You did this before behind the steel curtain. I never did. I'm, I'll be honest. When Before I started running the website, I was more of the guy that's like, just tell me who they got. I might watch the first round and that was it. You were a guy that's always watched it, right? Yeah. I, so, you know, yes. I could tell you where I was for when Rod Woodson was drafted back in 87. I could tell you about almost every single draft and where I was when the Steelers made that pick. Okay. So with that being said, do you take anything? Do you put any stock into these type of Mike Tomlin met with Malik Willis of Liberty at the senior bowl and they met his parents and, and this is, these are actual reports, by the way, I'm not making this up. Does that weigh any heavier for you than say any other interview or meeting along the way leading up to the draft? No, it it really doesn't because, you know, if you go to any kind of convention, no matter what it is, whatever business you're in, if you go to a convention, you're going to every booth, right? Well, that's kind of what it is with the senior bowl. You're basically, this is a convention and you're going to every booth. This is, I don't think you're capped on who you talk, talk to at the super bowl. I thought it was very interesting where, Tomlin wanted to coach up a player and I don't know whether his last name was Cannon, um, but I just read that right before we went on that he wanted to coach up a player and brought a player over to talk to him. But if you talk to a guy, that's fine because this is a convention for you. If you're not talking to these guys, then why are you going? 
Yeah. This is your job to talk to these guys and get a feel. I mean, I look at the fact that the Steelers talk to Connor Hayward and I think it's amazing, but they probably had opportunities to meet Connor Hayward before, but this is an opportunity to, this is a little different opportunity. It's to boost his draft stock a little bit and also talk to him. And, uh, and cause they've, they've got an inside track on everything Connor Hayward because of his brother, Cam, but talking, I mean, if they go to the senior bowl and they don't talk to Kenny Pickett and they don't talk to Malik Wills, Willis. And I know they talked to Sam Howell. I believe they talked to Carson strong too. Yep, if they don't yep. talk to these guys, they're, they're not doing their due diligence because they can only bring so many guys in for a visit. So this is kind of like the buffet sample, everything. That's a good point, and, and that's kind of what I alluded to in the first half of the show in regards to that they, they just want to get to know these players. I mean, at this point in time, they didn't coach them, so they have to get to know them. They have to know their personality. Does their personality mesh with their skill set? Is this someone they would want in their organization, especially a quarterback? You're going to take every opportunity to get to know these players. Now, I think back to other drafts, and I, I know that Kevin Colbert and you know, Mike Tomlin does not speak at the Combine. He and I think Bill Belichick are the only two coaches – in the NFL, at least come last time they had the combine that did not speak, but Kevin Colbert will, and they pepper him with questions. And he used to always say, we're looking at every position, but there's a couple positions that we're just not concerned about going after. And he would quarterback would always be on the list. Why? Cause Ben Roethlisberger was your quarterback. You don't need to go after a quarterback. And for a long time, when Heath Miller was young, he'd say, we're not really interested in tight end either. My question, Brian, for you is we know the team needs on the Steelers roster are great and they're many, but is, is there a position that, that Kevin Colbert, if he's asked that same question in 2022, he says all positions are available, except what position would you say is they're not really looking at that position because they are like what they have and they don't feel like they need to add to that cupboard. I think for this year, there's probably two that really step up in my mind. And number one being tight end, because you mentioned the Heath Miller thing. I think that that bringing in somebody else alongside Pat, Patrick Fryermuth right now is probably a mistake because you have so many other needs. I mean, it doesn't mean that they're not, but with the guys that you have around him, like a Gentry and a Raider that that will be serviceable and will work. And maybe somebody comes in in free agency. That's one thing, but I do. I think tight end would be number one running back is they're going to look at running back because they might want to fill up that pantry with a sixth or seventh round guy, but they're going to look at those guys, but it's not going to be a huge deal. And I'm actually going to surprise a lot of people by saying that I don't think that they're really looking at edge rusher as heavy as you think they're going to. Now, they need some depth at edge rusher, but with everything else that they, they have there, from safety to corner to inside linebacker to the defensive line, I don't think, I think edge rusher is probably last right now. Yeah, I, I definitely could get on board with that. You think about Highsmith. You think about even someone like Tushka and if they could get Charlton back, uh, the, the need is not necessarily there. I know a lot of fans want them to get into the premier pass rusher. You're just not sure how it fits. Now, Brian, you're like me that when the Steelers season's going on, you don't have a lot of time. You're busy. We're running the site, doing podcasts, all the other back behind the scenes stuff that we have to take care of. 
Have you spent a lot of time looking at some of these prospects just in general, or is there, are you still trying to get a feel for what, what's coming up in the draft? I'm still, I'm starting to get a better feel. It's funny because I had a buddy start the mock drafts. He, he was home in quarantine for a couple of weeks and he was so bored out of his mind. He did a million of his own mock drafts <laughs> and he just using the generator and he's sending me these guys and I'm thinking, all right, I actually don't know who all these players are as much because in season, I'm not watching a lot of college football. It's very hard for me to do so because of what you just said, what we are focusing on. We're focusing on the Steelers and and uh, getting our content out. So I trade Saturdays for Sundays a whole heck of a lot. And that's why I don't watch college football. Back in the day, I watched a lot of it. and But now with a family, I don't. So, but now I'm finding, I'm researching some of these guys that I'm seeing. One thing I like to do right after the Super Bowl, I, I make my own top 10 list and I go usually to CBS. I like CBS's draft coverage and I'll write down the top 10 and learn who they are. And sometimes you could click on, you can click on some video of them. And I really, there's something else that I do. And I have fun with this guy a lot, but for such a young guy, Andrew Wilbar of behind the still curtain is phenomenal. As far as the draft, I, uh, I told him last year when I did this article called know your enemy, know your new enemy right after the draft, where I put everybody down that the Bengals drafted the Ravens drafted and the Browns drafted. And I was trying to find out all this information about the guy. And I realized he has 350, some scouting reports. So I called him up and said, Hey, I'm stealing this stuff. He's like, go ahead. I'll give you credit is what I said. And the rest of now this year, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to do that up front. But when the, the amount of time that this guy spends on drafting is, is just incredible. So if you see his name, on BTSC and you're going to start hearing him on BTSC podcasts, listen to him. Cause he knows what he's talking about. So I guess, yeah, he's, he's very impressive. He's very young too. I think he just turned 19 years old. So in case you're out there wondering like, Oh, this guy must be like an old guy. No, he's a young kid just loves college football. And he loves to claim that he had a first round grade on every good player that's ever played. in the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I'm going to tease him about. I'm always going to tease him. And I don't think he gets, he gets my my uh, sense of humor yet that that like, hey, if I'm ripping on you, it's OK, buddy. You're it's fine. That means you're in. You're, you're in the club. You're in the club <laughs> if we're picking on you. It's like I always tell people, if I don't pick on you, I don't like you. So keep that in mind. Um, so when, since you're getting to know some of these players, is, are there any players at any positions that really stand out? They're like, boy, if the Steelers could get that guy, it could really turn the tide for in the in the right way for the black and gold. I'm loving this guy, Jordan Davis, and it's not because of his last name. And I get a New Jersey and I get to claim that he's uh, he's one of my illegitimate sons. But the guy from Georgia, I mean, he seems to me like he could be your Casey Hampton type guy. Now, I don't know if there's ever going to be another big snack walking through that door, but he could be a force on that defensive line. And I really like the idea of him. And with what the Steelers have right now with the with Tyson coming back and with Wormley there and what we don't know what's going on with to it, but say he comes back, then this guy can marinate and he could red shirt and he can get some time in there. So I think I really love Davis. That's, that's a guy that I'm really excited about. 
of course, everybody's in love with Tyler Linderbaum. Is it Lindenbaum or Linderbaum? You're asking Iowa? the wrong guy. All right, but this, <laughs> I don't this know guy's, yet. I will, but I don't know yet. This guy's the center du jour. This is the guy that everybody's in love with. And we saw the centers everybody was in love with last year drop. And, yeah. you know, the Steelers made a choice. They they decided it was Kendrick Green over Creed Humphrey because they can go get Pat, Pat Fryermuth. Nobody's going to complain about Pat Fryermuth. Um, my gosh, the record for touchdown catches for a tight end is eight with Heath Miller. And this kid as a rookie got seven. So nobody's going to return him. But that's that's a spot where they could have gotten Creed Humphrey. And that's what a lot of us wanted. But they had a plan. It didn't work out at center. So they're probably going to be rolling that dice again. But the funny thing about center, though, is the question you want to ask about this guy, Linderbaum, is this. Do the Steelers want to center? What, what do they want? We, we don't know. We just think they should get one. But this guy's pretty good. So I really love him. And I've got one more guy that that I've got a huge draft crush on. And if Ahmad Gardner, I believe he's a junior from Cincinnati, if he's there at corner, I think he is, uh, I think he's another Jalen Ramsey. He's this guy, I believe he's 6'2", but he seems like the real deal as far as corners go. And if he could possibly drop, that's a guy you really look at. And look. I, I know the narrative out there is that the don't get this guy because the Steelers don't know how to draft a corner. No, they're usually drafting the fifth corner available in the draft by the time it gets to them. So if this guy is maybe the number one or number two corner and he's around at 20, yeah, you nab him. And it's not the fact that you can't draft him. You just don't have, have the opportunity to get those Jalen Ramsey type of guys. It's a great point. That's a great point. So I'm going to be on the lookout for all those players. And then some, I, I said in the first segment, I'll say it again. Um, I'm going to be doing those prospect profiles on behind the steel curtain.com where I just kind of look at a, a, I look at the top 10 rankings by position that I feel the Steelers are going to be targeting. And I just start to go through and I find film breakdowns of them. I find highlight reels, scouting reports, and I just put it all together. And it's a nice little neat package in case they do draft that player. Like last year when Najee Harris was drafted, I found my scouting report, put it out there, and it was great. So everyone got a good feel for what he brings to the Steelers. I'm going to be looking forward to some of those players as well. Brian, is there anything else you want to add here before we call it a show? I'm just going to say that it kind of makes watching the draft so much more fun. Absolutely. And you who claim to not know who these guys are, you get to know them. And how many people were drafted last year in the first and second round that you were looking up? Probably not that many. No, no, not at all. Because we do our homework here and uh, figure it out. But draft day is a whole lot of fun for us. So I cannot wait. It is uh, not as far away as everybody thinks. Because remember, the Super Bowl's uh, the Super Bowl's a week later this year. Yep. So that means we have a little less of an offseason. So I'll definitely take that. But no, this was a lot of fun. Um, we are going to have a lot of uh, a lot of content on the podcast side as well. As far as draft, um, we I mentioned Andrew Wilbar, Jeremy Betts. Those guys are going to be doing some doing a show on drafting, and we're uh, we're putting that together right now. And I'm really excited for that because these guys 
are very good at putting their heads together. And if you see their names on it, like I said, check it out. All this draft stuff here at BTSC, we're going to have it for you. So, you know, use us as a reference. That's what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Brian, thanks for filling in. And again, both of us send our uh, thoughts and prayers out to the Schofield family uh, during this tough time. I'm sure all his nerds of steel will do the same. And hopefully, fingers crossed, Dave's back next week. But if not, maybe Brian and I will be back again for another uh, special episode of Let's Ride. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you check out BehindTheSteelCurtain.com for all your Pittsburgh Steelers needs. Wherever you get your podcast, you know what to do. Search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe, follow, so that you don't miss a thing. Not just my show, but all of our shows. And as I always finish out my podcast, be safe, be kind, and God bless. I'll see you tomorrow on Friday for another episode of Let's Ride. Take it easy.